This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's new entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair's senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we'll explore the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. So before we tackle our topics for this week... Julie, welcome back to the United States. You were in Italy last week, as people who are now longtime listeners to our podcast know. Yes, I recorded from a bathroom in our Airbnb in Venice, Italy. It was just as glamorous as it sounds. It's the same way, you know, George Clooney does his conference calls, I think. How did the rest of the Italy trip go? It was great. It was very decadent. I ate a lot of pasta, drank a lot of red wine, and really used as much AT&T data as I could. I don't know why. I just was like, AT&T eventually had to cut me off 48 hours before I came back. Like, this girl is Instagramming, Snapchatting too much. They shut down my account. This girl's drunk off data. It's always funny for me when I get those data text messages. I mean, I know it's like automated, but I always like to think there's some person who's like looking at what you're doing on your phone and like the sad like this is the sad state of affairs and they send the text out being like you have used 85% of nonsense time doing this stuff. But I was on vacation. I really felt like Julia Roberts. Like, she probably doesn't care about those notifications. I just let it go. But anyway, I'm happy to be back in the States and recording. Josh, you went home to Boston for Thanksgiving, right? I was actually in Westchester. Oh. I, I know. My uncle lives in Westchester, so it was not Boston this year. How was your Thanksgiving? It was lovely. We saw the Amy Adams movie Arrival. Did you see it yet, Julie? No, I haven't seen it. It's the kind of movie that after it ended, we had like a 15 minute long panel discussion at the movie theater. And then again, when we got back and there were varying viewpoints because there's a huge twist in the movie, which I guess I shouldn't give away. But it was the kind of movie where everyone was like, oh, my God. And did you think about this? You know, debriefing it like it was a criminology kind of endeavor. On the plane back, I had about 10 hours to burn. And I told myself, if Suits is available to watch on this little TV, I'm going to just binge watch, go all in. But it wasn't. It was really disappointing. I'm really excited about how much feedback I'm still getting about Suits and Meghan Markle. Like I was at this 30th birthday party yesterday and two different people came over to me just to chat about their theories. One of them like gave me a whole breakdown. She's been watching Suits for four years and she was telling me about like Meghan's whole character arc. I guess her character on Suits is apparently dating one of the two main guys and she said she's like a sort of a holier-than-thou character and was really irritating her. And so she can't get over, like, she thinks of Meghan Markle as being, like, this character, so she's really upset about the idea of her dating Prince Harry. 
And I was like, wow, people are really, I know, like, Suits fans are, like, really grappling with this news. I'm just surprised how much feedback you've been getting. It sounds like Suits fans really (laughs) needed this outlet, this extra outlet. Pretty soon we're just going to evolve this. It's going to be a Suits and Meghan Markle podcast. But I was happy to see that she actually Instagrammed over the holiday. Yes, because we were talking about how she kind of slowed it down for a second. And then I feel like all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. I guess Suits wrapped, so maybe now she has more time on her hands. But she is Instagramming a storm as a good lifestyle blogger. I guess Thanksgiving is really your time to like shine and show off your tablescape and, you know, give everyone a sense of what your like stuffing is made out of figuratively and literally. So she was really just going for it. There was one you sent me. It was like an aphorism, though. It was like, be awesome today or something like that. It was. It was some food for thought from the TIG official. Happy weekend, friends. And then it was just a graphic that says, be awesome today. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think Harry thinks of that? I mean, uh, be awesome today? I don't know. I can kind of see Kate Middleton clicking on that in her feed and kind of rolling her eyes. Definitely. You know she screenshotted that and sent it to Pippa. I also love that every podcast episode we're ever going to have is going to be like 10 minutes of Meghan Markle before whatever else we talk about. But she did two separate Thanksgiving posts, or multiple, right? We were talking about this earlier. Like she had the throwback Thursday posts or whatever to what her turkey was last year. Then she had the new Thanksgiving table this year. Right. And then she also had a separate thing that was like her family hanging out or something. Right. This was the most humanizing Instagramming post for me from Megan. It was thanking her parents who brought her into this world. And she had a photo from above, a bird's eye photo of the Thanksgiving table with them passing the gravy, it looks like. Because I just imagined her spending 10 minutes trying to get the lighting right, the setting right, moving all the plates and her parents parents who this is supposed to be a very sweet tribute to getting annoyed and it ends with people fighting arguing that was just my take oh my gosh and you know her parents are probably like jesus <laughs> like <laughs> probably at a whole new level now because she's like curating every instagram she probably has like an art director at this point i guess like it makes sense she's spending so much time on it now or maybe she isn't maybe these are all super spontaneous but it was definitely a deluge of thanksgiving posts which i was fine with which is relatable yeah exactly i like i kind of liked it too i was like okay she's still doing her thing you know she's not letting this newfound notoriety change her right also she had drinks with priyanka chopra which i loved i know no wonder i blew through all that data in italy i was just constantly (laughs) refreshing her instagram account i know it was worth it moving on from megan wait I think I saw that your brother, Sam, who is essentially our patron saint of this podcast, tweeted about going to see Hamilton. Did you go too? Yes, I did. We had a kind of funny celebrity sighting, actually, which is Justin Hartley from This Is Us. Have you seen the show? Do you know him? I can't bring myself to watch it. It looks too maudlin from the billboards. Too heartwarming. Well, here's where I have to say I haven't seen it either, but my brother has. Um, And he was sitting in the row in front of us. And I was like shocked at how many people were running up to him, taking selfies. And you could see he was loving that. I think at least um, the way I interpreted his kind of like smirk was that he was kind of really excited that people were coming up to him and recognizing him. Because, I mean, this show is like a big hit. You know, I saw like John Mayer was tweeting about it this weekend. He's a huge fan and like got into this back and forth with Mandy Moore, who's in the show. I do love Mandy Moore. I love Mandy Moore, too. If I watch, it's going to be for Mandy. Once I went to a concert, I have like a very strong memory of being like 15. Mandy Moore's Candy had just come out. I brought this friend. I was in a theater program with or something and he wrote mandy will you marry me on his shirt 
and then shouted his marriage proposal to her. Which celebrity would you shout a proposal to across a crowd? Oh my God, the first person who came to mind, we we have a story to share about, but Kris Jenner was the only one I could think of. (laughs) Well, this is a perfect segue to the Angel Ball, which you attended last Monday. I really don't know anything about what an Angel Ball is. Aside from it included Kardashians, you had to dress up in black tie, and afterward, you Instagrammed an epic selfie photo of you and Kris Jenner. Our listeners, look it up if they haven't seen it yet. It wasn't even you guys smiling. You took a pose. Like It was obvious that you had a few seconds beforehand to figure out what the vibe of the photo was going to be. So just start us off. Tell us everything, including what you wore. Well, first of all, I have to say the most exciting part of the whole thing was getting to text you the trio of selfies with Chris Jenner that I sent you, I think, like right as I was leaving, even probably still there. But I actually, it was also fun to send to people who had like no context whatsoever for why I would be seeing Chris Jenner. I sent one of my friends I probably haven't talked to in a month. It's just like trio of Chris Jenner selfies. I mean, I think it's a great way to, you know, get back in touch with someone you haven't really talked to in a while. <laughs> it's like, hey, check out the Kardashian matriarch and me, this kind of weirdly lit, just like ill-fitting tuxedo. Well, Chris looks amazing. But yeah, no, the Angel Ball was started 20 years ago by Denise Rich, whose daughter Gabriel passed away of cancer. And then she started this organization to raise money for cancer research. And the Kardashians and Denise Rich have always been close. And this year they decided to honor Robert Kardashian, Kris Jenner's late ex-husband. And as a result, Kris, Chloe, and Courtney came to the event to accept the award on Robert's behalf. And Kim had been kind of, as we mentioned last week on the podcast, had been expected to attend as well, which was a big deal because she hasn't made any public appearances since, you know, the intense, insane Paris robbery, which happened at the beginning of October. So this is going to be her re-entry into the world. And everyone was sort of anticipating it. She was photographed on this private jet flying from L.A. to New York. She was going to attend with her sisters and her family. And I was very excited to see sort of what the vibe was going to be, how much security there was going to be around her. Because it was in New York City, right? Where was it in New York? On Wall Street at Cipriani. Oh. Which I had never been to before. I guess it was an old bank that was converted into like a venue. Everyone was just waiting for the Kardashian crew to arrive. Like Hugh Jackman came and no one was paying him any attention. You know, I asked one of the photographers, one of the paparazzis who were outside where we were, and I was like, how's it going? He was like, I'm just waiting for the big one, meaning Kim. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of bizarre and gross. Um, but I was waiting for it too, though. So who am I to judge? You know, every car that came up, the whole pool of reporters was kind of like, is this them? Is this them? And then finally, they arrive in this car and it's Chris and Chloe and Courtney, but no Kim. Oh, was there an audible sigh from the well, photographers? Well, it was crazy, actually. They were assaulted by protesters, these anti-fur protesters who were on top of their car all around them. It was like an ant infestation kind of thing. Chris Jenner, pro that she is, unfazed. Like, she did not show a single change in her facial expression. She just walked right to the red <laughs> carpet. She's like parting the sea between the anti-fur protesters. Like, it was a no <laughs> 
big deal. You would think she was attacked by anti-fur protesters every morning when leaving Calabasas. Oh my God, it was the way you or me would like wiggle our way through a Dwayne Reed or something. Like that was how kind of ordinary it was for her to walk through this crazy swarm of protesters and photographers. And for that matter, Courtney and Chloe too appeared equally kind of stoic. And you're just standing outside watching this. Oh yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm like the least kind of cool under pressure person ever. So I was terrified more than probably the Jenner Kardashians were. I literally asked a publicist if I could go wait inside. <laughs> that shows how tough of a journalist I am. Anyway, I withstood though. I stayed and I went inside to the dinner, but Kim never showed up. And it was kind of curious because she had clearly flown to New York. And then it was like about when I was trying to figure out maybe she was going to come out or come out of a back room or something that I got all these texts that Kanye had been hospitalized which I'm sure a lot of you already know about. It was right after he canceled the rest of his tour. Right, and it's kind of unclear. I think they said he was suffering exhaustion and dehydration, and now TMZ is reporting that it might be also depression and paranoia. And he's still in the hospital, right? He's still in the hospital. I think I read that Kim went and visited him Thursday morning, but then went to maybe Courtney's to celebrate Thanksgiving. I think he spent Thanksgiving in the hospital. Yeah, so I mean, it's definitely an intense situation, and it makes total sense that Kim, I guess, I mean, I don't think it's ever been like officially confirmed that that's why she ended up not coming to Angel Ball, but she did not come to Angel Ball. And I assume it's for that reason. So that was a letdown. That was a letdown, but not to jump too quickly because our sympathies, of course, are going out to the West Kardashian family this week. But how do you dress differently knowing that you're going to see Kris Jenner out at a ball? Oh my gosh. I mean, I was wearing a borrowed tux, so it wasn't like I didn't have much choice, but I definitely felt, I don't know, they were all wearing these shimmering, glittering kind of, you know, they all were dressed like Met Ball style, like all out, the three of them. I almost felt like I should have had more pizzazz to what I was wearing for sure, because, you know, Chris definitely sets a high bar. But I just had a visual of what your makeover would be if you were dating Kris Jenner. She would definitely <laughs> give you a she's all that makeover. Not that you need it, but it, like the end result would be very much Kardashian would fit into that shimmery, sparkly tableau. I picture you coming to this event in like a top hat. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like a jump, like a bedazzled jumpsuit kind of. Swarovski encrusted yeah. walking cane. Oh my gosh. Cane matching the top hat maybe even. Yes. I mean, it was interesting to see how, you know, people just gravitate towards her. It's kind of incredible. People are just coming from all across the room to pay their respects. And then she has this boyfriend, Corey Gamble, who is always by her side, basically. And then she had a separate bodyguard. So at all times, she had these two men flanking her on either side. The whole effect was just this queen with her subjects which she is and so at what point in the evening did you work up the confidence to go speak to her and what was that internal monologue like because i know going up to a celebrity in that sort of circumstance is very intimidating so i guess tommy hilfiger presented her with the award for robert kardashian she went up with courtney and chloe it was very moving she gave the speech she was crying they played this whole video of robert kardashian's life it was sort of like a five-minute clip reel set to a kanye song and then she sits down after that 
And then the like party started. Earth, Wind, and Fire came up to perform oh, a set. I have seen them perform live <laughs> they, <laughs> in some Toronto film festival fundraiser, and they are incredible. Well, then you know how the dance floor gets going when they come out. Yes. I mean, I was shocked. They they still have the pull of, uh, you know, Katy Perry, Beyonce type. Like, everyone was just going wild. Especially with the 60 and over set. They oh, really yeah. get up there. Oh, yeah. Chloe snuck out around then. She left. Courtney was basically just texting on her phone even during the set and she had a lot of her like close friends around her but chris got up at this point when the concert portion kind of started and she made her rounds and people were coming over so it was sort of at that point that i was like you know what i've interviewed her before we talked for a cookbook and i talked to her at this kendall and kylie event last year so i feel like i had enough of a relationship with her to go over and say hi but I think I waited behind someone. I kind of always wait until I see they're talking to someone where you can sort of sense they're kind of hoping to get out of the convo, which is, you know, the perfect time to swoop in and quote unquote save them, though I'm sure they don't think of it as that. (laughs) But yeah, so I said hi. We chatted about her speech and she was like, yeah, I don't remember any of it. I just like blacked out for the whole speech. I'm like, oh, well, like never would have been able to tell. I asked her about Kanye and she said he was doing good because it was interesting timing having this event, obviously, while everyone was breaking all this news about his hospitalization and you know i think she said on the red carpet someone shouted like how's kanye and she shouted back exhausted that one word so i think she was definitely aware that that was all going on but you know she had to be at this event so that gave it sort of the somber air you know it wasn't this like purely jubilant event or anything like that where are you in the room when you're talking and are you guys shouting over earth wind and fire definitely shouting over earth wind and fire i'm sure i got way too close to chris jenner's face <laughs> like she does not need that or want that and then i guess at this point we took our selfie which was like a crazy situation because i take my phone out to take it and then it's like all looks dark and i'm like oh gosh like i'm having this panic attack you know this is basically like meeting leonardo da vinci or something and i was like you don't have that much time here josh get it together like i was trying to fidget with the lighting and i was like sweat breaking out in hives i'm sure my face was just all sort of chicken pox vibes and then she looks at Corey, so cool under pressure always knows what to say and she says Corey, hold up your phone as a light oh And then he takes his phone out and turns on his flashlight. And then she turns to the bodyguard and says, you too. So both of them were holding up their phones, shining lights down on us. It was completely surreal, doesn't even cut it. This is incredible. (laughs) This is incredible. But she knew exactly what to do. I love how the conversation started out with you being her party knight in shining armor, saving her. And at the end, she saved you with the selfie trick. Well, wait, but did you guys discuss your expressions beforehand? Oh, right. So then then it started with her saying to me, like, like, the first one's just like a normal smiling selfie. And then she goes like, come on, we can do better than that. And I was like, Chris, always wanted to take you to the next level and challenge you to do better, you know? This was perfect. <laughs> so then, but then like, I didn't really know what to do from there. And I kind of looked over and she did that like surprise. I don't know, we'll link to it somewhere, but you can see the actual, how this selfie turned out. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's dying to see it. <laughs> but she has this kind of surprised open mouth expression. So I just mimicked that and kind of, I don't know, Julie, how would you assess? I think if she was at an 100, I was maybe a 70 with kind of like committing and looking comfortable doing it. You definitely did like a very cute surprise. Both had a surprised reaction. It was really perfect. It was like two old friends 
which you are, I feel like you could adapt this entire selfie interaction into like a one act play. <laughs> that, I mean, it felt like an, an hour, even in that one minute. Wait, I'm curious if you have you met her? I feel like you might have at something. Have you met her? I don't think I've met any Kardashians. I have not. What a sad, sad life you've led. Well, first of all, which Kardashian would you be most excited to meet? I think Kim. Oh, Kim. I met Paris Hilton once at a premiere party for The Bling Ring, the movie uh, adapted from Wait, wasn't she the one of the people Vanity who Fair. was robbed? She was robbed, but she also let Sofia Coppola and the filmmakers film inside her closet. Wow. Like, she's oh, very right, right, right. on I the remember. joke. I always thought, unfairly to her, that she was kind of a ditz, blonde, celebrity, fame-seeking kind of figure, but she's so poised, yeah. and that social situation is very smart and with it. I feel like that would be my impression from the Kardashians. I think I would want to meet Kim. Have you met Kim? Very briefly. I mean, well, I, I've interviewed her, but not in person. That's right. You emailed her for the Vanity yes, Fair right. social media feature. Yeah, she was great. From all accounts, she's super professional and just takes her work super seriously and you can just sort of tell that it's like what you're saying about paris for all the flack they get they really do chris is the same like everything is just like clockwork you know right and you see why they're as famous and as successful as they are because they do have an ease in those situations that most people don't have like you and me who would be (laughs) crumbling those protesters were coming after me god knows we won't be doing this podcast today it would be a very somber memorial It did occur to me, though, and like the resilience that you kind of I mean, this sounds crazy. It's like I'm talking about like a war hero or something. But like (laughs) but like the stuff that you have to put up with is kind of intense. The criticism on social media and from fans and on the Internet would be a lot to handle. Look at Meghan Markle. Prince William and Prince Harry have had to come out in defense of her because of the abuse she's been getting, which is horrible. So, I mean, like, clearly this stuff is really a actual issue. And what did Prince William do exactly? Oh, God, we can't help but return to Megan. She's like our siren song or <laughs> our muse. I'm going to be in New York next week, and I think we need to get some sort of Meghan Markle related tattoo. I don't know what it would be. The fig. I love, I mean, I think this and like cursive. the name of this part podcast is not long for this world because you know we're getting, <laughs> this like turning into just like the Markle show. Megan, if you're listening, by the way, like come on, like come on to the show. Like <laughs> we would love yeah, to have you. Yeah, we would you. love to have you. But, Harry had issued that statement very quickly a few weeks ago about protecting her privacy. And it seemed like the British press was still covering her with the same intensity. So I don't know how much it was kind of listened to by the press. But then William, I guess, released one this weekend, sort of just saying, I'm with Harry. I guess there had been some reports that maybe he didn't see eye to eye with that statement that Harry had released. So he was kind of standing up for his brother. But it's very uncharacteristic for the palace in any way to be commenting and for it to be two separate statements. Right. Megan should be feeling pretty good, I guess. <laughs> and I just have one more Chris Jenner question. How oh, did you yeah, guys sure. leave? I imagine air kisses or a hug? We embraced, I think. Though, I, though I kind of, <laughs> You embraced? Though, though I kind of... This is one of those things where I'm not 100% sure. You know what it is? I showed her the selfies and then she kind of like gave an approving nod. So I was like, okay. It didn't look necessarily thrilled with how they turned out, but she looked, you know, like, okay, this will do, which is sort of the best I could have hoped for. And then we said our goodbyes. There's so much I should have said, probably. 
like drinks tomorrow night, like sangria pitcher <laughs> on me or something. If you need a place to vent, you know, my apartment's available and I'm here for any sort of, yeah, God, this is, there's a lot I could have said. And then you just floated home. <laughs> and then I floated home after like texting 15 different people, the three selfies. At first I was like, do I make this into a collage? You know, it's like, there's a lot of ways to go when you have like three separate photos. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Last week, we talked about celebrity Thanksgivings and which ones we'd most want to crash. You were excited about the idea of a Beyonce Thanksgiving celebration. Right. And I was a little disappointed that she didn't post any sort of social oh, yeah. media photos. I think the last one she posted was for her clothing brand, Ivy Park, last week. Maybe there wasn't cell service on that yacht or wherever she was celebrating, the cloud that she was holding her Thanksgiving feast on. It's always weird with her with Instagram stuff because I feel like it's always delayed, you know? It'll be like three weeks later, all of a sudden you'll be like minding your own business, about to meet your friend for like a drink. And then you see Beyonce's posted eight Instagrams from, you know, birthday party three weeks ago. And you have to stop for a minute and just process all these Instagrams suddenly. There's no rhyme or reason to the timing of it. It doesn't come when the actual event does, you know? Right. Why should she have to pay attention? She doesn't have to adhere to the strict calendar that the rest of us mortals do. But wait, I know we did want to talk, though, about which celebrities Thanksgivings we did think looked interesting, intriguing, otherwise desirable. So which one stood out to you? Well, you mentioned that you wanted to kind of crash Gwyneth Paltrow's. Mm. And she posted a few Instagrams, which I loved, one of which was her cooking in sweatpants, but like kind of cut off at the knee with stars on them and sandals and... It was a very nice kind of behind the scenes look. Which is a low key look for her now. I mean, that's not necessarily what you would expect her to be sporting for Thanksgiving, right? Very low key. And at that moment that I saw her Instagram, I remembered a story from last Thanksgiving. Meryl Streep went on Kelly. Uh, oh, uh, live with Kelly and Michael. Yeah, last year after Thanksgiving, Meryl Streep went on some morning show saying that she lives in the same building in New York as Gwyneth Paltrow. I guess her oven broke on Thanksgiving, so she emailed or texted Gwyneth asking if she could use hers, which can you even imagine? (laughs) I mean... She was saying that she and her daughter were going up every hour or so to like check on the turkey. She said that one of her daughters kind of looked around the apartment because, of course... You, I don't even know Wait, what you would what? do. Wait, what? Was Gwyneth there or no? No, she was celebrating somewhere else, I think this year. Oh my gosh. So like it was Gwyneth's empty apartment just like available to peruse. That's like an incredible fantasy. I know. That's like, that's like my version of Disney World or something. I feel <laughs> like would I would spend, do? I could spend a week just kind of like soaking up the auras. I mean, but I also feel like Meryl's apartment is probably incredible too. So to Meryl, it's probably not even so, you know thrilling right but to me sure yeah where would you go first what would you check first in her apartment um i guess i'd be curious you know when you go into someone's like a friend's apartment and you see like the stuff that's hanging on their refrigerator and it's kind of a weird glimpse into their psyche it's like a weird invitation to a wedding and then a photo from 10 years ago like i'm curious like what she deems worthy of the goop priestly refrigerator that she has 
or like what magazines she stocks, the little details of things that she's deciding are worthy of presentation. That would be like my goal to just kind of excavate. Oh my gosh, you know there's a photo of her and Beyonce on there somewhere. somewhere. That's probably that's like that's probably like framed in the drawing room. This also makes it sound like I'm like burgling. I love how like the, the refrain of the burglary, what I would do if they weren't there. There's a slight stocky vibe. Yeah, to this podcast. definitely like a, like watch out, beware. Wait, so I'm curious what you think Meryl's Thanksgiving is like. I think it's really lovely and homey. I think she mentioned last year how much cooking she does. She's really into being kind of the Thanksgiving homemaker, I guess. Is that the right thing? What's the phrase? What's the politically correct <laughs> word for someone who cooks Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving mastermind, creator, CEO? yeah, coordinator, creator. storyteller, the Thanksgiving storyteller. Storyteller, <laughs> yes. I think it would be very much kind of a normal more our speed more mortal more human looking do you think she gives sort of any like kind of monologue or anything at thanksgiving dinner like i feel like i would just want only her to talk if i was at thanksgiving dinner with meryl <laughs> you know like no one wants to hear anyone else talk if meryl's at your dinner like why would like who else would even dare say a word right i don't know i would black out you and i would both yeah. black out. we wouldn't know what to do what would you bring to thanksgiving at meryl streep's house like a recording device i mean again this is me like like doing some weird undercover also i mean i constantly bemoan though that meryl's not on social media i feel like she would have a really interesting bonkers instagram but maybe not I don't know. I can't really tell what her Instagram persona would be. I don't know either, but I, I would love to know. Maybe she does have a very private Instagram account. Right. Her and Kate Middleton, they just have these private accounts. Which other Thanksgivings looked exciting to us? Taylor Swift, I think, outdid everyone. She did the mannequin challenge, but I guess it was in Rhode Island. She's a house in Rhode Island with some of her star-studded friend group. And it was like everyone should just give up on the mannequin challenge because hers was incredible. It looked like there was a cinematographer. It was her and her friends on the beach. Yeah, I was going to say, it was very artfully filmed. Well, I made my husband watch it because I needed someone else to appreciate that. I felt like I was watching arts and he was just very confused and didn't understand the points. It was a really good twist on it almost because, uh, God, debating the merits of the different mannequin challenges. <laughs> if my English professors could see me now. But like the double, because like it stops in the middle and then they all dance for the second half, which is kind of like an innovation to the mannequin challenge construct. And like they all committed. Taylor was like, really getting down and like they were all dancing. Her brother was in it, Martha Hunt, Lily Donaldson. I was talking about it with one of our coworkers, actually, Justin, who is a photographer. <laughs> I'm sure he'll love getting oh, shouted out. What did out. he say? Because we were talking about how Martha Hunt's. This, gets, this is getting deep into the Taylor Swift squad and breakdown. Martha Hunt's a model. Yeah, Martha Hunt's a Victoria's Secret model. Her boyfriend is a photographer. <sighs> So he, I think he's actually credited. He took the mannequin challenge video they he did. Staged it. Yeah. So, okay. so, and I think he does video stuff too, like photo and video. So it's kind of like having this on site photographer because she's Taylor Swift's really good friend. And then he's on hand to kind of do a spur of the moment, beautifully choreographed mannequin challenge video on the beach as you do. What do we have coming up this week, Josh? Is there anything we have to look forward to um, that we'll be talking about next week? Well, the big news will be that you'll be here in person next week in New York. I think it's actually two weeks, though. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay, never mind. In two weeks. So don't look forward to that. 
I'm going to. Uh, this makes it sound like I go to a different like ball every week. You do? No, I truly, I truly don't. But the, there's this UNICEF ball tomorrow night that Katy Perry is getting honored at. And it's actually at the same location as the Angel Ball, strangely enough. You're just this Cipriani yes. regular. Is it black tie? It's also black tie. So I'm just wearing the same tux. Probably should have gotten it dry cleaned or something. I love the idea that you have this Google calendar where there's a color devoted to black tie <laughs> balls at Cipriani. Hardest working tux in Manhattan. <laughs> yes, that's putting it mildly. I don't know if Katie's actually performing, but I think Sarah Bar- Baralis. How do you say her name? Sarah B. Sarah, yeah, let's go with Sarah B. She's going to be performing. I'm kind of excited. I'm looking forward to your selfie with Orlando Bloom. Oh, yeah. They spent Thanksgiving together, too. There have been rumors that they had broken up, and then she posted on her Instagram story. What are your, like, week highlights coming up? I'm going to introduce the Italian cloaks (laughs) to the Los Angeles area. That's what I'm going to do. That sounds like a goal. You need to send one to Meghan Markle to Instagram, and then you're all set. I know. Well, we really want to start incorporating guests into the podcast. So if anyone has a lead on Meghan Markle or... We'll take anything. We'll take, like, a Suits PA or, like, you know, someone who guested in one episode in 2011. (laughs) We'll, We'll take it where we can get it. Anyway, do we have any predictions for the week? My prediction is that um, I was trying to think what I think Megan's going to get up to this week. Oh, also, because Prince Harry is in the Caribbean right now. He can't contact her by cell phone. He's Why? restricted because I don't know. He's on Wait, some boat. You say this like this is common. <laughs> well, he, he's on some he's on some boat where you're not allowed to get. Um, Where did you get this information? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's legit, but I'm asking. Kate really. Snapchatted me. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, they reported in People. But I was thinking that's also why Megan's going crazy. Oh, that's very interesting. So my prediction is we're just going to keep seeing more and more Instagrams from her this week. She's off suits, has no communication with Harry. She's going to be Instagramming up a storm. I want the belated Beyonce thanksgiving instagram there we go everybody in white perfect crisp white no one spilled anything i think it's gonna happen i hope so i feel like yours is gonna come true (laughs) and mine's so vague just she's gonna post more instagrams it's like i've set myself up to win anyways i think that does it for uh this week's in the limelight thank you so much for listening please remember to rate review us on itunes or whatever you listen to us on also feel free to reach out to us on twitter at in the limelight to further discuss what we talked about today you know offer your feedback maybe give us an artistic rendering of josh's selfie with chris jenner i would really appreciate that you can also follow us individually on twitter i'm at julie w miller and i'm at jay duboff this episode was edited and produced by alana milner our wonderful producer and thanks to laura mayer and andy bowers at panoply thank you for joining us and we will talk to you next week 